Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? I don't know if you've ever thought about it before, but how many of you realize that, that God don't have no enemy? God's not hoping to find a victory. But well, wait a minute, the devil's his enemy. No, he's already been defeated. There's no one worthy to be considered an enemy of God. He don't he don't have it. No, the Bible says your adversary, the devil. This ain't God's adversary. Because you know what? Uh, he's already defeated them. And, and, and as a child of God, guess what you get to live in? You get to live in that victory. You're not fighting for victory, but you're demonstrating the victory that you now possess. Hello, somebody? So you, you're, you're not accomplishing some, uh, you know, your, your warfare isn't to accomplish some victory. No, it is to demonstrate the victory that's been gifted to you as a child of God. You can't be defeated. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, you can condemn. This is the heritage of the children of the living Lord. Right? As a child of God, you're in victory. Little children, ye are of God, and ye have already overcome Him. (laughs) Have already overcome Him. Have already overcome Him. Come on. It's, it's almost like somebody's really like, 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 like in your head. See, uh, I think it's Luke. I think it's Luke where it says, uh, be careful that the light in you is not darkness. Okay. The, the, the light in you, not, not and, and uh, you know, light and darkness are symbols in the Bible and, and light is revelation, insight, discernment. Darkness is ignorance or misunderstanding. He said, make sure that the thing you're calling light isn't a deception. Let me tell you what the enemy is. He's a defeated foe. Okay? The devil has been defeated. He's already under your feet. I said he's under your feet. Somebody today, you need a revelation that that I have victory in Jesus. Okay? If I'm in Christ, man, there's nothing that can come up against me that I am ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's going to infuse me with an inner strength. Hello, somebody. Man, I cannot be defeated. I'm on my way to demonstrate Satan's defeat. I think you ought to thank God one more time and thank Him for your victory today. Thank you, God. We celebrate you. Amen. Hey, if you're here today and you don't have a Bible, hold your hand up real quick. Our ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. You need to take God's Word and you need to get it in you, okay? You need to get into the God's Word and you need to find some that you can carry with you, okay? This is, the, this is your ammo, okay? This, see, before the enemy can defeat you, he has to disarm you. And, and if, he can, if he can get the Word out of you, you know, and get you separated from the Word, then maybe he's got a chance. But if, you, but if you use the Word of God, he has no defense. Okay, there's nothing he can do. And so don't, don't find yourself. That's what, that's what uh, Joshua was talking about. You know, when he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you're going to meditate day and night so that you can observe to do everything that's written there. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Don't get caught without God's Word in your mouth. Okay, you need to have some, some Bible that you're just spitting out. Okay, it's just like, like you just got to get full of the Word of God. Okay, you got to get full of the Word of God because life's going to shake you. Amen. I mean, you know, life can shake you. Anybody ever been shaken? Okay, well, you get something and, and, and you, you know what? Whatever you're full of, 
right? Whatever you're full of, you know, that's, that's what's coming out, right? Whatever you're full of. Look at your neighbor and say, you're full of something. Okay, Let, let's get full of the Word of God. Amen? Hold your Bible up with me. Lift it up in the air. Your device, whatever you got, lift it up and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I'm never going to be the same. I refuse to be the same. I'm changing. I'm growing. I'm not waiting. I'm starting now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give him one more shout, one more praise. Thank you for the word. Amen. Hey, before we get in here, we're, we really are excited that you're with us, and, and it's the holiday season. And, you know, every year uh, we've, done, we've done some, some big, big things, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, three or four hundred family adoptions and that type of stuff for Christmas. This year what we're going to do, uh, we're taking over a, it, it's an elderly care assisted living place called Avalon, and uh, one of our ladies lives there, and we're going to go to Avalon, and we're overtaking the joint, okay? And, uh, they, and their Christmas party uh, we, we're going we're gonna to provide blankets and socks for 70 or 80 residents, and we're going to give gifts to every staff member. And then, you know, 60-some percent of their residents have no family in town. No one's coming to see them. No one's coming to visit. And the holidays can be kind of depressing. And we're going to turn that around. And, and here's the cool thing is that we're going to do something for somebody, and, and it's not an advertising gimmick. We're not going in. We don't even care if the word garden is ever mentioned. Uh, we're doing that. Why? Because we, we exist to help others win. And so, uh, but, but one, of, one of our gals is currently living there, Wanda. And so what, well, all we're doing is we're telling everybody, we're going to have a Wanda-full Christmas, okay? And, and we're going to go all in, and we're just going to blow the doors off that joint. And it's going to be awesome. But there's some shopping that needs to be done, some gifts that need to be purchased, some things that need to be wrapped, stuff that needs to be baked. Hello, somebody. Okay, so get your hands in there and get involved in that. And then again, with, with, with one day, with one day coming up, and uh, one day is the offering that we do every year that, that goes strictly to missions. And and you know, and, and I double dog dare you to pray about what God would have you give. Okay, because you'll never ask God, should I give something, and He He tell you no. It just ain't gonna happen. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I just want to challenge you to pray about it. Uh, but matter of fact, don't pray about it. Obey about it. Okay? Just, just, just obey about it. And, and, but here's the cool part is that God, see, uh, uh, God, God, loves, God loves to respond to his people. And so there's people here that could give testimonies that, uh, that they decided, you know what we're going to do this year? We're, gonna, we're not going to give what we make every day. We're going to give what we want to make. And this has been happening, you, you know, over the past 10 years, by the way, over the past 10 years, we've given uh, right at 300000 I mean, we're like within 100 bucks of $300,000 that have been given. Uh, in, in one, I think you ought to be celebrating right there. That's totally awesome. And, and uh, 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 but, but. If you're in the room right now and you have participated before in one day, would you just hold your hand up? Just let people see it. Okay. okay. So you can ask any one of them, uh, you know, if, if, if like their life fell apart because they did that. <laughs> you, know, you know, the fact is, the fact is, is that some of these people uh, gave what they wanted to make every day. Matter of fact, if you gave above what you made every day and now you make that or above, would you hold your hand up? Look around the room. So maybe, 
Now, there are people who didn't participate because they couldn't afford it who are no longer with us because they can't afford to eat. I just made that up. I don't know. Just, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, you find one of the... <laughs> I made myself laugh. Uh, you find one of the people that, 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 that said, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to make. And now they're making that. You know, can I just tell you something? You, you, can't, you can't afford not to do what God's calling us to do. Okay? And, and, and uh, uh, just start getting ready. Just start getting ready. Because uh, uh, that's like next week. And then uh, the first of the year... Every year, we do 21 days of fasting and prayer together, okay? Every year, we do 21 days of fasting and prayer, and, and, and we do a thing. We make it easy for first-time fasters. It's like we start the first week without sweets, right? And, and then the second week, we not, we not only cut out sweets, but then we add bread. And then by the third week, you're, you're actually in a Daniel fast. No sweets, no bread, no meat. And you go through. Some of you guys don't need those steps, okay? You're, you're, you're a little bit more spiritually mature, right? That would have been a great place to say, right, you, you, come on, come on, come on, take the floaties off, let's go to the deeper end of the pool here, okay, you, you, don't, need, you don't need those little steps, you can just start with a Daniel fast, but could I, I, I want to encourage you, start practicing now, okay, it's a lot easier if you, if you like cut out a meal or two every once in a while now, because when we get to the first, and, and don't be that guy that says, well, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to start on the second, it is really hard to put God first starting on the second. Okay, and that that means that you're sermon fodder, and I want to mock you for the rest of the year. Okay, because uh, I I got preacher friends that call me up and say, "Are you guys fasting again?" And yeah, we fast every year. Yeah, we're going to start. We think we're going to start on the second, and I just rail on them. Okay, it's like, yeah, you start on the second, putting God first on the second. You're not, and and I hit them hard. I will hit you too. Okay, so so here's the deal. Uh, if you need to have a party, do that on the thirty first. And but on the first, we're putting God first. And, and if you're thinking, well, I was gonna, here's what I'm going to fast this year. I'm going to fast social media. Well, isn't that cute? You know what? You can live without social media. Oh, I felt the pastor's anointing come on me right here. Okay. You, you, somebody went, you can? You can live without social media? Yeah. There ain't nobody, ain't nobody with a toe tag on. You pull them out, and it says, not enough social media. Okay. Like, like, like see, here's the, here's the deal, is that if you don't eat, you could die. Right? So, so, you know, uh, in the book of Ezra, he said, we declared a fast that we might humble ourselves before God and seek from him the right way for us, the right way for our kids, and the right way for our substance. How many of you know that there's a right way for you? I said, there's a right way for you, right? So there's God's way for you, God's way for you. You're not going to just like stumble onto that. You know, Ezra said, you know what, in order to collide with God's way, we actually had to humble, we had to break it down a little bit. We had to stop eating for a while so that we would, we would get really intense and be able to hear God. There's a right way for our kids. There's a, there's a right way for our substance. You're not going to just like, oops, I found it. No, you have to seek it. Hello? You have to seek it. And so there's, there, there's a mission that we want because here's what I believe. Here's, I, here's what I believe is that this coming year, in 2000, what's it going to be? 19. Okay, 2019. <laughs> it's going to be exceptional. 
Okay, I'm telling you that, 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 that it's going to be an exceptional year for you. It's going to be an exceptional year for your family. It's going to be an exceptional year for your substance. It's going to be an exceptional year for your health. It's going to be an exceptional year. Come on, somebody, for your vision, your breakthrough. It's going to be exceptional. And that's the mission to collide with an exceptional year. But if there's a mission, there has to be a strategy. And a strategy is, is what causes the mission to be fulfilled. Okay, what's the strategy? Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to fast sweets, bread, and meat, right? See, uh, and see, uh, remember when you played football? And, and, and uh, Fredo was a great football player, and, and, uh, and his favorite play uh, was called Hell's Bells. And on Hell's Bells, uh, what Fredo did, all he had to remember about Hell's Bells, when they call Hell's Bells, he knew exactly what to do because they'd, they'd done it in practice, they'd done it in scrimmage. So on game day, he didn't even have to think about it. All he had to do was go left, okay, right? You go left. What happens if you go right? You screwed up the whole play. The whole play would fall apart. So, so if you change the strategy, you abort the mission. See, God has a mission for your life. Hello? God, God, God has a plan. There's a will for God's life. And so our mission is, is to get on course with that. And, and, and the strategy is we're going to start the year off together with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Matter of fact, we're going to have prayer at the church every day. What, what time are we doing that? Seven. We're making a declaration now. Okay? So somewhere between six and seven. From seven to eight, you can be able to swing by. It'll be different every day of the week. We'll have different people in here doing stuff. You might come in and be somebody sitting up there playing a guitar quietly, and you just come in and pray. And then there might be, you know, I don't know, but who, just show up but, but so that you can pray, you can fast. Why? Because your future hinges on the strategy causing you to collide with a mission. So you can't be like everybody else if you're going to be exceptional. You can't, you can't treat next year like you treated last year if next year is going to be exceptional. You can't make the same decisions that you made last week, next week, if next week's going to be exceptional. Come on, somebody. Come on, how many of you believe in God for something exceptional in your life? Amen. And, and you know, and what you got to do is is is, is you got you got to go for it, man. You got you got to you got to get in there. You got to get. You know what would help you? Here's what's crazy: is most people are just a just a couple of steps away from radical revolutionary change, breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Trying to say it in your language. <laughs> Breakthrough. I mean, for some of us, it's not that far away. I mean, we, you're right at the threshold. You know, in Revelations, he said, uh, behold, which is a cool word. Behold means stop, focus, and look at this correctly. So anytime you're reading the book and it says, behold, you want to stop, focus, make sure you're seeing it correctly. Make, make sure that you're not reading into the scripture, but you're drawn out of it. Right? That you're fine. Okay, wait a minute. So he said, behold, stop. Folks, see this correctly. I stand at the door. So God's standing at the door. By the way, this wasn't written to sinners. This was written to a church. And a lot of times we use this scripture to, to reach the lost, which is cool, whatever it takes. But it wasn't written to the lost. It was written to the church. And he said, I, he said to the church, to his people, to his children, he said, I'm at the door and I knock. 
You know, that would get old after a while, wouldn't it? How in the world have you gotten used to listening to this 24-7? You, you know, because some of y'all, you need to recognize something. God's been after you for years. You, you know, I'm telling you, he's standing at the door knocking, and he said, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll stop this irritating knocking. And some of y'all, you know why you're in such a bad mood? You had a ding, 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 ding going on in your life, your whole life. I mean, you could put an end to that. Just open the door. You know, just, just, just get him in. You're at the threshold of God's participation in your situation. You could have God involved in your life. Is that crazy? That God would step into your environment, into your, into your, into your world. And he'd get involved with you every day. That he, he would begin to elevate you. He said he'll pick you up out of the miry clay. The Bible's very, very pictorial. And he said, you know what? It's like you're stacked in the quicksand of life. And God will come in and pick you up out of that mess. You, you've, been, you've been fighting to take a step forward. And he said, I'll put, I'll put solid rock under your feet. Uh, I'll give you a song when you ain't had nothing to sing about for the last 25 years. Come on. Your, your friends and relatives are praying. They're begging God, get him to open the door. Because we're tired of hearing that rattle in your head. Hello? Man, what would happen? What would happen if you just got a little Bible in you? Now, it's relative, right? Because if you don't read the book at all, then all you need is like a verse or two, and you are on your way. But if you're reading, you know, you're studying the Word of God, you're studying, you know, hours a day, uh, what, what, what do you need to do? You know what? It's actually more difficult. Have you noticed that life doesn't get easier? I remember when Shelby and I first got married, and uh, we were going we, we to be givers. We were going to live to give and give to live. And uh, we, just, we just made this... We just made this commitment, you know, hey, uh, uh, you know what, this covenant that we're in, this is a God thing, and we're going to do it God's way, and we're going to trust God, and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and you know, we, we were like most young couples when they first get married, we were just flowing in wisdom, <laughs> and uh, I, think we, I think when we added up our, our incomes together and, and then compared them to our outflow, we had like $25 left every month, and so we decided, well, we'll start there. And this is on, on, to, on, to, on top of our tithe, we're going to go ahead and we're going to give that. Because, I mean, shoot, if you only got 25 bucks, you might as well give it to God. Hello, somebody. Some of you, you know, I'm, I'm not a genius, but I'm smart enough to know that I might as well start with nothing. Because, you know, I'm going to trust God. And so we, we, just started, we, just started, uh, we just started doing that. We just started giving. And, uh, uh, you, you know, we were just going to trust God. And... Uh, and, and we just thought, man, that was, that was like the hardest thing in the world to do, give that 25 bucks. Man, that was hard. That was, you know how hard that was? Uh, I wish we were giving 25 bucks now. 
I wish it would have come to one day we prayed and he said, how about 2650? Okay, you're on. He, you know, he, you know he, that is not the way it works. Hello, somebody. And, and, and with, with every blessing of God, the, the, you know, the complications increase, right? And so for some of us that have been in the Word for quite a while, you know what we have to do? You know, Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, if you call me, and I'll answer and I'll show you stuff that you don't know. So what we have to do is we have to take what we know and turn that off and set it back to the, you know, to the side. And say, okay, God, I'm going to come to you as if I don't know anything, like I don't see nothing, so that you can show me what you see. And it actually, it actually, it actually gets more difficult. I'm telling you that when, when a guy first gets born again, it's almost like he can pray for anything. And God answers. And then the guy that's been around for 25, 30 years, he's asking God for stuff. And, and, he, and, he, and it's kind of a struggle sometimes to maintain, to maintain that faith. Why? Well, because you, well, you're growing up a little bit. Right? And life doesn't get easier. So quit acting like, quit acting like life is supposed to get easy. No, you, okay, let, let's, let's put it this way. How many of you, and, and, and don't, don't be afraid, it's really not a trick question, but it's just we have to, we have to see this. Uh, how many of you w- would love to have insane, insane victory in your life? Well, then you're going to have insane battle. Because you don't get insane victory with itty-bitty battles. Well, I, I want life to be easy. That would be boring. If life were easy, you'd be depressed. Why? Because you wouldn't have great big victory. And you are raising your hand saying, I want great big victory. Well, if you want great big victory, you got to have great big battles. Right? And, and, and the thing you got to remember is that, hey, God's got something on the inside of you that he's already put there. That, that has empowered you to demonstrate Satan's defeat. It doesn't make any difference. You know, it's not, it's not enough just to sing the lyric. You got, you got to live the lyric, right? God, I see the sea, but that don't stop me. Why? Because you're going to split the sea so I can walk right through it, right? You know, my fears are going to drown in, 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 your, in your environmental love. Hello, somebody. You know, here, here's the scripture for you, Deuteronomy. We're going to throw it up on the screen. He said, here's what I want you to do. Uh, I, I want you to, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. You know, 365 times in the Bible, it says, fear not, or be not afraid, or, or be not dismayed. 365 times, that's one for every day of the year. I said that's one for every day of the year. Where, where, where God's, God's speaking to you saying, hey, don't be afraid. Why would he say that 365 times? Because there's a real high possibility this could get scary. Right? Why? Because we ain't playing. I said, we ain't playing. We, we're going to do something real for God. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Is that awesome? Don't, man, I love this. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord will personally, you, you know, uh, 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 and this is revelatory exegesis, okay? There's some words for you, okay? Revelatory exegesis, that means that, that, means that we're going to draw out of this scripture just a revelation for us, but in the contextual exegesis, when you, when you, when you draw out of this verse in the context, he's, he's talking to, to, uh, to a guy that's about ready to lead millions of people into a place, that, into a promise, and he's saying, man, these are things that have got to happen. You have to be strong. 
You have to be courageous because you have to lead these people. And, and, and God's saying, listen, there's, some, there's a future that's coming. Okay? There's something that's in front of you. It's going to be exceptional. There's something in front of you. He's, remember Isaiah 42.9 where he said, uh, everything I've said up till now has come to pass. Now I will declare what's going to happen next. That what God has next for you in your life, he said, hey, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to believe me. Don't, be, don't, don't, don't let life press you out of your position of courage. Don't be afraid to stand on my word. Don't be afraid to trust me. Don't be afraid to believe me. Don't, don't, don't listen to the jack wagon people who try to talk you out of what God's talking you into. You do realize that even, even uh, your believing friends Man, see, where does this courage come from? Where does this courage come from? You know, in Hebrews 10, 35, where it says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You just need patience. You're going to do the will of God, and you're going to collide with the problem. Where does that, where does that courage, where does the courage that God's asking us for come from? Uh, I, I love the next verse that I have here. It's in Psalms 42. Actually, that's not the one I want. I want Psalms 119. I'll get back to Psalms 42. Psalms 119, 49. Remember the words you gave me? Remember the words you gave me? Remember the words you gave me, God? That's where I got my hope. When God's word comes alive in you, see, a lot of us read the Bible like it's a recording of what God said. And, and you need to change. You need to read the Bible like it's a recording of what he is saying. Okay? And, and, and when, when you get that word, and, it, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, man, he's talking to me. Man, that, that, that's, that's why we really want you to read your Bible every day, every day. You know, and just, just get, man, I'm telling you, 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 get in, you get into the Word of God and, 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 and all of a sudden, something, just some verse begins to reverberate inside of you. It starts talking back, right? And, and he said, man, if God gives you the Word, then all of a sudden it doesn't make any difference what anybody else is saying. Why? Because I've heard you, God. God, I heard you, and, and, and when you spoke to me, that's what gave me hope. Remember, remember what hope is? Hope, hope that, that, that second letter in the Hebrew word of hope is vav, and, and it's a nail. It's a picture of a nail. It said, your word is what nailed it down for me. See, it's one thing to have a promise. See, a lot of us, we have, we have like the beginning of a, of a vision, we, the, the beginning of a dream. It's like you just start, you get a glimpse, right? You hear something, you hear something like, like God wants your life to be better, right? How many, how many of you have heard that before, that God wants your life to be better? God, God has better for you. And you start believing that. I believe that. I believe that God wants my life to be better. And, 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 and then, uh, you know, that God wants to bless me, man. How many of you have heard that? That God, God wants to bless me. God wants to bless me. And God, God's plan is to prosper me. You know, you hear that a lot at church, right? That God's plan is to prosper me. But, but, but then, then one day, you know, you get bills you weren't expecting. Or you go to work and they say, we, your services are no longer needed. Or, 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 or a relationship says, we no longer like you. And you're shaken, right? And it's like, wait a minute, maybe, maybe this stuff isn't true. Maybe this stuff isn't true. See, and leave this one up. But, but, but that's, where, that's what he's talking about when he says, hey, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. 
There's going to be moments in life when, when life itself will want you to question what you're beginning to see as, as my plan for you. Because, see, God's, God's plan is to prosper you. But, then, but then, you, then, then you're struggling just making ends meet. But then one day, then one day, it's as if God himself says, oh, I got you back. I got you. I'll be your provider. And now it's nailed down. Remember that word that you spoke, God? Remember that word that you spoke? Uh, That's what gave me hope. And then Psalms 42, like David said, he said there were moments when when he would be challenged, but he made this statement. He said, why are you so cast down? Why are you sad? Why, why are you broken down? My hope is in God. My hope is in God. Say that with me. My hope is in God. Say it again. My hope is in God. Shout it out. My hope is in God. See, some of you, what you need to do is you need to get your hope nailed to him, not nailed to a specific outcome. Right? Because here's how the believer hopes is he doesn't hope that in a thing that's supposed to be delivered, but his hope is in the one who's going to deliver that thing. See, because he's bringing it. He's bringing it. Why? Because no word from God will ever return to him void. Like, no word from God will ever fail. Like, no matter what he said, he's going to produce it. And when you heard from God, man, there's something about having a word from God that's spoken into your spirit that, mm, man, it, it nails it down. Now I can't be talked out of what God's talking me into, right? Because I've received a word from God. Have you ever had one of the moments when you received a word from God? What if, I mean, let's just, take the, let's just take the thing and just shift the table for just a minute. What if you would move from being the one to receiving the word to the one speaking the word? What if you had enough word in you that you could get the word through you? Do you realize how radically quick you could not only see your world change, but you could begin to impact change in the life of others? You see, it's one thing for me to go to God's Word and say, okay, I'm reading this, and He's saying, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord Himself will go before you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, I just thank you that my future is in your hand, that you're out in front of me, that you're making a way for me where there was no way. So God, I, man, I'm just going to tell you something. When, 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 when I wake up in the morning and, and, and there's, you know, emails have come in because I said the wrong thing, or last night I got chased down the hall by a lady because the ice cream machine had, had a little blowout and one of the ho- hoses wasn't working. She's like, no ice cream. And I had the joy of saying, not for you. And, and uh, you know, and so I'll probably get email or something about that. And, and then I use it as an illustration. So, you know, God only knows what's going to happen to me. And, 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 you know, and so instead of laying there and being depressed, Pressed, I can go, well, wait a minute, God, I won't be discouraged. Oh, I'm not going to be afraid. You've gone into my future ahead of me, and you're making a way for me. Thank you, God. Thank you. You know, that's kind of awesome for me. 
But you want to know what's even cooler? Is that I can just say this to you. That you do not need to be afraid. You know how the world's trying to put this fear on you? So that you just don't act like who you know you're called to be? So that you'll try to fit in and be accepted by all those other people at that place you don't even want to go? How you get up early to impress people you don't like? How, 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 how this culture's trying to squeeze you into a mold? God said, don't be afraid. Don't, 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 don't throw away your courage. I've gone in front of you. And I've carved a path. It's got your name on it. And you can't fail. Do you hear me? Is that awesome or what? You can't fail. You want to know what's crazy? Is he saying the same thing to you? Yeah, but you don't know my past? Yeah, but you don't know your future. The possibilities are bigger than the histories. And you want to know what's crazy? Is some of you guys think that the Word of God's supposed to flow through the platform, uh, you know, a microphone up front. No, the Word of God's supposed to flow through you. Man, you're a carrier. Hello? You're a car- you know what influence is? Influence, it has the word flu right in the middle. Right? So your influence means that, that it, it's catchy. Like people get around you, what are they going to get? Whatever you got. Okay. Hey, if, if some co-worker gets up next to you, you know what they got? The same thing you got. That's why they're not too impressed right now. Huh? Why? Because Romans 12, where, where it says, uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. He said, I'm begging you. Okay, I'm begging you. I'm begging you that in light of everything that God's done for you. That's what he said. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. But, oh, man. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. I'm begging you that when you look at everything God's done for you, that you would present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You know what that means? That you would be a holy people. Holy. We're not talking about squeaky clean. The best definition for holy is other than. That you wouldn't be like everybody else. You'd be other than. Let's put it this way. That you'd be exceptional. That you wouldn't say what the world says. That you'd just simply say what God says. That you'd be holy and acceptable in agreement. That you'd agree with God. That you'd not be conformed to this world, but transformed Hello, somebody. Don't be conformed. Let's put it this way. Maybe, maybe, here, maybe here's a way of putting it, like, like it can help change the way you think. That you would not be conned by the information, conformed, conned by the information that the world's spewing. But you'd be transformed by the information that heaven's producing. That there's a piece of information that God wants to give you that'll 
radically change the way you do life. I said it radically. You, you won't be like, like you, you'll be way beyond being a church attender. Hello, somebody. Wouldn't it be awesome if attending services actually brought you victory? Wouldn't it be awesome if attending services actually, you know, gave you, you know. See, it's not enough to get the word to you. You got to get the word through you. I promise you that the celebration would elevate if you could experience the transformation. That if you had a transformation elevation, you'd have an elevation in your celebration. That if you, would, if you could recognize, oh my gosh, oh my God, I don't have to be afraid. I, I don't have to be worried. And, and, and God's gone before me. And not only can I be a receiver of that word, but now I can start speaking it into people. Well, wait a minute. What, what if I screw this up? How? You, don't be afraid to say what God says. I said, don't be afraid to say what God says. Why? Because he ain't saying it to just one or two of us. He's saying it to every single one of us. I'm telling you today, he's saying it to every single one of us. He's saying, hey, don't you be afraid. Man, the future I have for you, don't you be afraid. Don't you let some other voice talk you out of what I'm trying to talk you into. Don't you be discouraged because you've had a bad week or whatever. Stop it. I've gone in front of you. God himself has gone in front of you. What, what is hell going to do? How is hell going to prevent what God is... Pre- oh, man. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God's prepared for those that love him. He has made it ready in advance. Are you hearing me, bro? Don't you be afraid. Don't you be discouraged. God's gone in front of you. Is this... Dude, I, I just feel like we might have Pentecostal church or something. Don't you be afraid. Don't you be afraid. This is going to be an exceptional year. Oh, wait, wait. I'm a little bit afraid to trust God in that. Don't you be afraid. Don't you be afraid to participate in a one-day offering. Don't you be afraid to say, I can live without bread and sugar. and me. I can do that for 21 days. I'm tough enough. I can handle 21 days of physical sacrifice. And I know what it made. You got this religious thing that says, well, you know, brother, I believe that fasting passed away. With, oh, shut up. And we ain't doing it to be religious. We're going to prove to the devil that old, new, we don't care. And I'm going to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You know what I live to do? Humiliate hell. I'm just going to humiliate hell. I'm not going to be afraid. I know I'm over. But I, I just, I just got to tell you something. What God has planned for you is exceptional. Dude, I don't know your name. What's your name? Yeah. You got to shout it. Colton. <laughs> Colton. Don't be afraid. God's got this amazing future for you. I mean, I, I don't know if you, I, I honestly, I don't know what your past has been like. I'm telling you that what God has for you in the future, Isaiah 54 put it this way, 
and, and this is going to sound strange coming, you know, because you're going to think, what is this about? But Isaiah 54 says, sing, O barren, sing. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You have not born children. Well, of course you haven't born children. You're a dude. Okay. But, but, but it's like the, 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 the bearing children is you haven't seen the, the, the future produced like you thought it would. And he said, but guess what? The future is bigger than you recognize. And he said, what I want you to do is enlarge the place of your dwelling. Enlarge your tent. Stretch forth your stakes and lengthen thy cords. Spare not. Because you're going to break forth on the right hand and on the left. You know what God is saying to you? That your mind can't comprehend the, the largeness of the future that God has for you, Colton. Is that awesome? Well, don't be... Don't, don't let some non-believing jack wagon convince you that, well, you know what, just sit back here and, and just, you know, it doesn't make any difference how you live your life. Are you kidding? I, it, listen, I just don't need to waste a whole bunch of time. One of the biggest regrets, uh, one, one of the biggest mistakes, if you talk to somebody who's, who's like past the, the 50-year mark in life, okay, they, they, listen to me, millennials, listen. And I know you don't even like to be called that. So how about this, youngsters? No, you probably don't like that. Uh, uh, come here, kid. No, that you're not going to like that. No matter what I say, you're not going to like it. So just shut up and listen. Okay. <laughs> there's something that, so after about 45 years or so, there's something you pick up that you can't have at 18. It's called perspective. Okay? You might have wisdom and knowledge that's way beyond mine, but, but if you're Colton and I'm Tom, I have, I have 56 years of perspective. How old are you, Colton? 20? I got 36 more years of perspective than you, okay? Let me tell you something. You don't need to waste the next 36 years and then go after what God has for your future. I highly recommend. I highly recommend that you realize that when God's talking future, he's talking in a minute. Like you can have it now. He's talking to y'all. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to believe him for an exceptional tomorrow. Don't be afraid to believe him for an exceptional afternoon. Don't believe don't don't, don't be afraid to trust him. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged because it looks like it's going to be hard. No, he's going to give you everything that you need to win and succeed in every area of your life. He's going to cause you to collide with an amazing future. And, and, but the the pace of that, that's totally up to you. If you don't believe me, talk to Jonah. Remember Jonah? Four amazing chapters. You can read it in, I don't know. You don't have to be a speed reader to make it like in 20 minutes. It's, right? it's four chapters. Read that story about a man of God that got a word of God that decided that that wasn't good. And remember, you know, God told him to go someplace and he went the other way. Remember? And, and, and then, then he ends up, you know, and it, and it kept, it keeps saying he went down, he went down, he went down, he went down. Let me just tell you something. Doing what God told you not to do is a downer. Okay. So he went down, down, down. And then, and then he's in the bottom of a boat. And, and, uh, uh, I, 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 I love the phrase in the book of Jonah that says that God prepared a great fish for Jonah. Isn't it funny that God prepared a fish for Jonah, but Jonah wasn't prepared for the fish. And you know the story, you know, and he ends up in the belly of a great fish three days and three nights. I cannot prove this biblically, but I'm pretty sure he fasted. 
okay? <laughs> Unless he was into sushi, right? Then it, then, then it was like buffet time, okay? But, uh, <laughs> but the minute, the minute he turned the wine into shining, he started praising God. He said, from the belly of hell cried I. And he began to give thanks. And that, you know what, you know what happened? This is really cool. That when he got tired of being in that situation, he began to give God praise. And when he gave God praise, the thing that had consumed him got sick of him. Are you sick of the situation you're in? then maybe it's time for you to give God praise because when you give God praise in the situation you're sick of, the situation will get sick of you. <laughs> you, you, can have, you can have your future whenever you're ready. I want, I want you to bow your head and close your eye. And we're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're in here right now, say, you know what? I'm ready to embrace the future God has for me. I've been putting it off. I've been doing life my way. I've been, you know, I've been, maybe what we might call uh, the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've never heard of it, or maybe you prayed it a hundred and some times. That's not the question. The question is today, are you, are something nudging you on the inside saying, hey, this is your moment. Time to release the future. Time to stop being pressed out of your position of courage. Stop being afraid. Trust me, I've gone before you and I want to introduce you to the future that I created you for. If you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm, I know we're all going to pray this prayer, but I'm going to pray it as if it was just me and God. This is going to be my personal prayer today. If that's you, I, I'm not going to call you out. I won't make you stand. You, you're here today and, and you say, I, 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 I'm making this prayer my prayer. I just want to agree with you in prayer. So I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Just hold your hand up really high. Say, that's me. Thank you, 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 thank you. It's awesome. All over the place. All over. That's awesome. We I'm telling you, we ought to be celebrating even more than that. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Okay, let's pray it. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I'm going to live for you every day of my life. I'm not waiting. I'm starting now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, church, one more big hand.